that this morning. Now we are going to go ahead and just slide right on into our Ephesians series because I got quite a bit to cover this morning and I was told we were having some issues with the notes, some tech issues, so if something kind of messes up, just be patient with them. Um, but uh, we're going we're gonna to cover this. So if you have your bulletin, we're starting with our Ephesians series. And if uh, you'll notice, it's spelled a little funny. Hopefully, I, I should have waited and, and said, see how many of y'all caught that that reads Ephesians. Y'all, anybody see Ephesians there? Can you see that? All right, good, good, good. I emailed it out to a few people to make sure I wasn't the only person. And, uh, but what's, what I think is cool is that in that Ephesians, we have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6. All the numbers. I used all the numbers in there. Because we are going to walk through all six chapters <clears throat> and hit the highlights of the book of Ephesians. That is what our series is on. And it's subtitled, The Mystery Revealed. Now this, the book of Ephesians... The word mystery shows up in it more than any other book in the Bible. And it's hit on all the way through here. And what Paul is doing, it is bringing this truth to life. The first three chapters just are full of grace and what God has done for us. And the last three chapters show us how we take that grace and the love of God that has been poured into our lives and how it begins to manifest as a life lived out for God. And so we're going to be looking at this over the next six weeks, and I'm very excited about it. So bust out your pen, bust out your notes, and let's roll on this. It says, as we, <clears throat> as we study the letter to the Ephesians, we see God's heart towards humanity revealed. And one of the first things we encounter is a list of reasons why Paul can't stop giving praise to God. We see there in Ephesians 1 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. See, he starts this off right at the beginning, laying out, Praise be to God, because he's blessed us with all of these spiritual blessings. And then as we begin to run through this first chapter, he just begins to just casually lay out all of these things that God has done for us. And this is vital because if we're going to understand the mystery of living a life for God revealed, if we're going to really embrace it, then we're going to have to start off on the right footing. Now, my wife has been pregnant a few times. And uh, we've got five five little kiddos running around here. And um, one of those pregnancies... uh, she was, I don't remember who you were pregnant with, but it was at the Christmas party. And she was uh, real uh, big pregnant. She was ready and uh, at the, with this Christmas party. And we always did this big gift exchange. And there was this gift that Cutie wanted. And it was this big circle. And it's gift. And we had to flip a quarter and do all of these different things. And uh, anyways, and so it finally came her time. And somebody had stolen her gift from her. And she had kept up where it was and she was going back after it so she flips heads or whatever it was and she jumps up and goes after this gift well she looks like she's just like totally bum rushing somebody i mean she looks because she just jumps up and she's just going at it she looks like a running back coming across that circle and she somewhere along the line she trips and lands and thankfully vanessa was playing catcher there and, and Cutie's, this head just lands right in Vanessa's lap, 
Cutie didn't, didn't end up, I don't think, even wear near her gift she wanted. But the problem, when we, when we peeled her up and she, she, she shirked off her embarrassment, she goes, you know what? I don't think I ever really had my feet under me. You know, I never really was solid. And see, and that's why Paul rolls this out here at the beginning, because if we don't start on solid footing, if we don't understand all of the things that God has done for us, then we're going to be tripping up and we're going to end up in places we never should have been. But when we understand what Christ has done, what God has done for us, then we have this sure footing that we can get going. See, Paul also refers to praise in uh, in uh, verses 5, 12, and 14. All through here, it's praise, praise, praise. He just keeps picking that up and gives more reasons. And so we're just going to click through here and look at the, look at these because the mystery of God is revealed in how he has responded to us. God has responded in certain ways to us. And it and it his heart it gets shown up in that. The first one we see is in the very next verse in Ephesians 1 verse 4 and we see that he chose us. I so love that God chose us. It says for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. See, he chose us to be holy and blameless. See, that's why Christ had to come so we could fulfill that last part. He chose us, but then we were knuckleheads and we weren't holy and blameless anymore. And so he sent Christ to bring us back to what he had wanted all along. And I love being chosen. It is so good. I've told y'all over and over again how unathletic I am and that I'm just not. And it's, I'll tell you, when you're you know, in the PE class and everybody knows you don't have any skills, the choosing sides is just painful. And it's just hard being chose last or next to last and, or saying, well, y'all can take him. And, uh, you know, you know eh, we don't want our last pick. You can just have Clark. And, uh, you know, it's just, it just gets old. But I tell you what, one of the fun things, I think one of the greatest things about Facebook, other than the fact, you know, that you get to talk to people and keep up with them and participate in our blog and all that stuff, one of the greatest things about Facebook is getting chosen. Because it doesn't just build it for you. You know, it makes suggestions, but you have you choose, and then somebody has to choose you back. And it's always exciting when you have that little thing pop up on there that somebody has accepted your friend request, or maybe someone has posted, I want to be your friend. Man, it is just, it's just awesome. It's one of the best things about Facebook is getting chosen. See, God chose us. He wanted to make us not his Facebook friend that he just kind of checks on every once in a while, his eternal friend. That is just, I'm telling you, if that doesn't give you enough reason to jump out of bed in the morning, I don't know what will. But the fact that God has chosen us reveals his heart to us. He wants us. He didn't just go, okay, I guess so. This, these bunch of humans, they keep pestering me, so I guess I'll just tolerate them. No, he chose us. He went after us. He's pursued us. We see that we're not a nuisance to him. He wants us. It's so wonderful to know. Ephesians 1.11 says, In him we were also chosen, having been predestined. Wow, that's a fun, exciting theological word. Having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Just real quickly, I want to hit that word predestined, all right? 
you know, because sometimes you can get, people can get carried off and think, okay, well, God's already chosen who's going to get saved and who's not. No, we see that it is God's will that none should perish. It's his will that none should. It is explicitly said. All right, but we also know, we see there that some of them are. So what's the, hap- what's the problem? We see that God has chosen us. We, every, every person on the planet, in our little spiritual Facebook thing, we all have a God with a pending deal. I want to be your friend. All of us. He chose us all. And we're sitting there. Now, not everybody is going to go, God, I accept that. What a tragedy, but not everybody is. But he's already, he chose us in advance. He knew he was going to make you and he chose you. That's the predestined part. He'd already made his mind up. We didn't have to finally woo him. We didn't have to have enough people pray. Oh, we're all going to pray and hopefully God will maybe choose Brandon more. We're going to have a good prayer meeting. Hopefully we're we're really going to seek God on behalf of Brandon and maybe he'll get chosen by God. You know, maybe he'll be one of these. No, God already chose Brandon. For whatever reason God had, I don't know. But, But God already chose him. Well, the next thing we see there in verse 5 is that he planned for us. <clears throat> verse 5, it says, In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. He is excited, his pleasure and his will. He wants it and he loves it that we would be adopted as his children he wants us in there was a plan already set in motion that is the predestined part he'd already made his mind up to be to adopt us as his children then we also see that he freely gave us that he has totally opened his arms to us see ephesians 1 6 says to the praise of his glorious grace we see he has freely given us, <coughs> see, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. See, this praise automatically gets tied in with the fact that he freely gives. You know what? That ought to be a natural response that we respond to God's giving, that it, is, it just ought to overwhelm us. And um, I don't know, it was about uh, within the last couple of months, I got to, I got to witness this little instant response involuntary response to to giving and it was just exciting and it was it was hilarious to watch honestly and uh the i don't remember where the kids were going i think they were going to a concert or something and they needed some extra spending money and connor moore we were there picking up the kids and his dad was sitting there on the steps and uh, connor's like i need some i need some spending money dad so you know goes to dad dad reaches in puts a uh, drops a 20 dollar bill in uh connor's hand and uh, Connor doesn't say a word. He doesn't say anything. What he does is so much better. Is he ta- that little, as soon as that little $20 bill hits his hand, he goes, <laughs> He has this little shudder of delight. It was totally hilarious. And he just goes, And then he goes off. I mean, it was just, he didn't say thanks. He didn't say, he just gives this little shudder and just goes on and I just look at Brandon and we just both just bust up laughing and you know what in God's freely given to us there ought to be this response there ought to be this natural thing that just comes up out of us just of just of praise to God God you've given me breath today God you've given me the fact that you've chosen me today God you've given me all of these things and this praise ought 
to naturally roll out of our lives. We also see that he has redeemed and has forgiven us. This is one of those things we have to have down pat. Okay? This has to be done. We have to get this sealed in our hearts. And you say, Pastor Brandon, you talk about this all the time. We're getting it. We're getting it. Please do. That he has redeemed us. He has brought us back to himself. And he's forgiven us. We don't have to wonder. I wonder if God's forgiven me. No, we are, if we have accepted his forgiveness, we are forgiven. Ephesians 1, 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. I just love it that over and over again it shows based on Christ, based on Christ. Because see, if we don't embrace our forgiveness, if we don't fully understand this, then when, we, when it comes to, to the things of God or when issues in our lives, we will immediately become defensive. Because, see, God's going to begin. Part of the growing up process in God is, remember, we've always talked about the core things here. Where are we and which way forward from here? That's how God grows us up. He shows us where we are and then he moves us forward from there. And if we don't know that we're forgiven, when God begins... To, to speak to you, when the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to you where you are, then if we don't watch it, we will begin to respond defensively to what God, and begin to shut down. And any time we do that, I'm telling you, it's going to be to our own hurt. Now, my dad and uh, his brothers, they did all sorts of just dangerous things that boys just do. And, uh, I mean, they would do things like get, uh, get on each side of the house and they would shoot arrows over the house to the other one and try to snatch them out of the air, catch them out of the air. Or they'd shoot them straight up and see who could have it land into the ground closest to them. And they'd watch it. And, and pow! I mean, just stuff that just makes a mother cringe and a dad go, you know, yes, way to go. And uh, anyways, but uh, the, one of the things they did is they would, you know, have these jousting Sticker fights. And so they'd get on their bikes and they'd line up and they'd get just a, you know, just old stickers out in the field, you know, the, the sticker burrs. And they'd pick it off the little stem and they'd have it and they would be riding past each other and then, whoom, throw these stickers at each other. You know, they'd stick to their shirts or whatnot. And uh, so at one point, my Uncle George throws one at my dad and it sticks him in the arm or hits him in the face or something. Just... Whatever it was, it was like a violation. Ticked my dad off. Well, my, my dad is not a get-even guy. My dad's a get-ahead guy. And so he goes out and he grabs a whole wad. of sticker. just gets a bunch. I mean, if the other one was a bullet, he went and got a sticker grenade. And he got over there and he had them and he rolls up and he throws them. Well, immediately my uncle goes into this defensive mode and def- goes, <laughs> whoop. There we go. That was a good sound effect. And uh, he, he goes to defend. Well, when he did, he, those stickers landed right here, and he squished those stickers between his cheek and his shoulder, and then he was Velcroed to himself and stuck like that, and then you know, had to go into my grandmother and have his face and shoulder slowly peeled apart. And, uh, but what got him in trouble on that was that defensive move. And, and you know, in a, in a fight, you want to defend. But see, God's not, he's not targeting us. 
And any time we show a defensive move with God, every time we're going to end up in that situation. We're going to end up stuck and hurt. We're going to end up trapped every time we have a defensive move with God. But if we will understand that we are forgiven, and any time He is bringing something up, there is no condemnation connected with it. It is simply out of love coaching us forward so we can move, move beyond. That is the only reason the Holy Spirit brings anything up. He's not trying to, to, to bring up some issue so that we can get forgiven. We are forgiven. And now it's like, okay, you're forgiven from this. Let's push this out of our lives. And we have to have that as a firm understanding. We also see in Ephesians 8 that he has lavished on us. Man, what an awesome word. Lavish. It's not a word I use every day. I probably should. I ought to be more lavish with my family and with my wife. She says, big amen. And with my children. And, uh, but he has lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. We also see in, in Ephesians 9, verse 9, that he says, uh, he has made known to us. See, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ. He has made known to us his will. That he, he doesn't want to leave us in the dark. We're his children. And my mic is acting goofy. And uh, he, we're his children and he has invited us to be partakers in the kingdom. That we don't have to go around wondering what the will of the Lord is. We have the Bible laying out his general will and we have the Holy Spirit within us speaking to us his specific will for our individual lives. It is such a wonderful thing, and that should be a reason to praise God. We also see that he has included us. Ephesians 1, 13a says, You were also included in Christ when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. I tell you what, it is one thing to be present at something, and it's a whole other thing to be included in it. We've all had that experience where we were at a, in a group and all alone. And uh, it is just no fun. See, God didn't just invite us to the party. God has included us, made, brought us in to his inner circle. And then last of all, he has marked us. See, Ephesians 1, 13b, it says, Having believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit. That is one of the wonderful things about the Holy Spirit. Is the Holy Spirit has, God has marked us. I love the, the little scene out of a, a Toy Story. You know, where you got Buzz Lightyear and he's, you know, they're having the whole encounter. And he says, look, you know, your leader has, you know, accepted me. And Andy had written there on the bottom of the boot his name. He, has, he had made Buzz his own. He had marked him. See, that's what my wife did whenever she placed that ring on my finger. She marked me. She said, that, that one's mine. And I did the same thing with her. God has done that with us. He has marked us, and he did it by the Holy Spirit. The fact that the Holy Spirit is within us and dwells within us and speaks to us and ministers to us and through us. It is a, that is a mark, a reminder, a ring on our finger that we belong to Him. 
I tell you what, that's a reason enough to pray in the Spirit. It's just a reminder that he, that we belong to him. Ephesians 1, 17 through 19 says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Why? So that you may know him better. Oh, he's laid out all of these things. And why should we be pursuing this? So we can know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he called you, the riches of, the, of the, his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. When we get these things in our heart, we understand that we are called, that we have an inheritance and that there is a power that is available to us who believe. See, God has done so much for us, for you and I, that praise should be a normal Every day, all day long response out of our lives. God's goodness is so lavish and so huge. We shouldn't go a moment without thinking about it. And anytime we do, anytime we begin to put these things aside, we begin to get off of sure footing. And sure enough, a stumble is not far away. You see, what we would need to do, what we would need to make sure of is all of this begins, it starts with our relationship with Christ when we begin it. A God who's done all this for us, why would you not want? Why would you not want to embrace that? Why would you not want? He's chosen you. Just choose him back. You're not having to beg for acceptance. He's accepted you. Just choose him back. I want to give an opportunity with every head bowed and every eye closed for those here this morning who need to take the opportunity, go into that little Facebook account in their heart, Say, God, I recognize it. I sense the Holy Spirit. You've chosen me. And God, I choose you back. You want me. And God, I want you too. And I know that that connector is based on your son. It's based on Jesus and nothing else. 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 Jesus and nothing else.